Well, hello and welcome once again to In The Growth Space, where we discover new ways to grow our business, grow our teams, and grow ourselves. I'm your host and growth coach, David McGlennon, and I'm really glad you're here. You know, in last week's episode, I shared some stories of what growth felt like for me. And I got a, a response or some feedback from one of our listeners, and, and they shared with me that the illustration of driving in fog was really helpful for them because they themselves were feeling a little bit disoriented and like they couldn't see very far ahead um, when they were doing some things that uh, was were, were new to them and, and they were really felt, feeling like they were in their growth space. And, you know, it's a really an uneasy feeling driving in conditions like that. And it's often how it feels really getting outside of our comfort zone. So I'm really grateful that uh, I get that feedback and I really appreciate getting feedback from our listeners uh, because that helps me to know what's helping. And so keep that feedback coming. Uh, let me know um, things that you grab onto and things that are helpful for you. This episode is sponsored by the Emerging Leader Inner Circles, a growth experience by Impact Leadership Consulting. The Emerging Leader Inner Circles is a group coaching and masterminding environment that was created to give new and emerging leaders the safe space to learn, practice, prepare, and execute their leadership roles. Send an email to admin at davidmcglennon.com to see if it's a good fit for you and your team. Now, in today's episode, I'm talking with Jason Tracy, who is a sales and business coach that empowers entrepreneurs and small businesses to serve their mission at the highest revenue and profitability levels. He's overcome an early life of poverty and abuse to grow into a successful business owner himself, and, 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 and he shares his story with us today in this episode. You'll notice that we recorded this quite some time ago, but it was such a great episode, and I was waiting for just the right time to, to share it. And there are a, a few key points that Jason brings up uh, in, in our conversation that I just want you to pay attention to and that you should really listen for. The first is his encouragement to take action despite fear. I think that that's such a great uh, advice and, and great encouragement for us to take action despite our fears. The second was a growing leader uh, connects with their people first and always um, having an, an outward mindset, looking for, out for the others uh, on their team. Listen to him also talk about the imposter experience and really how to overcome it. It's a really great uh, part of the conversation. And I know that uh, at the end, we have some great shout outs to uh, a few of our great people in our LinkedIn group, like Michael Ray and Tisha Marie Pelletier, uh, Kimberly Hambrick, who's been on this podcast. And, um, and, and then some others that I'm actually just not recalling at the moment, but listen in for those and go follow them on, on LinkedIn. Some, some great people um, in this uh, LinkedIn group. It's a little bit longer episode, but there are so many great growth insights in Jason's story. So let's get into that conversation now. Well, hey, everybody. Um, welcome back to the In the Growth Space podcast. Man, I, I'm so excited to, to have um, this guest on today. Uh, I know I've already introduced him and we've already had some great conversation. I feel like we probably should have hit record a little while ago, but uh, <laughs> Jason, man, welcome to the podcast. And, and uh, I, I'm just so grateful to be able to have this conversation with you. David, I've been looking forward to this for the last couple of weeks since we've we've talked about doing it. And then I learned today that today's your birthday. So I'm so <laughs> grateful to be here yeah. on your birthday. I uh, know. I'm grateful too that you're that you're here. I'm I'm grateful that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> right. We made another birthday. We made we another did. trip around the sun, like you said. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it's great. Well, uh, so I I, I want to hear a little bit about <laughs> your story because um, I know that you've overcome, you know, a lot lot of challenges you've overcome you know poverty you've had some financial crisis like yeah. like everybody in the world has you know yeah. at, at different points of our lives we've had these like pivotal moments and so I'd love to just kind of like start there and wherever you want to you know talk about I, I I'd love to just kind of hear some of your growth journey uh, and I, I love your purpose of this podcast to be able to show people out there that there is hope we, we're all going through stuff yeah. um, my message is is what 
it sounds really crazy, but the biggest challenges and vulnerabilities of your life make you who you are and give you the strength and in in the the magic to be able to go impact other people. In yeah. a lot of you might be out there thinking that oh, I've got this thing going on, and there's no way that I could do what you're doing. And that is furthest from the truth, you know, like no, furthest no. from the truth. I didn't think that I'd be doing what I was doing, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you kind of touched on it. You know, I grew up with uh, an abusive father, you know, um, verbally and physically. Mm. Uh, we, were, we were extremely poor. We lived in apartments. And uh, when I was, I was about to turn 12, and my mom came to me. My mom was was my saving grace. My mom, mm. you know, she lived. We talk about wise. My mom's wise still to this day is her kids or grandkids. Oh, you know, she's awesome. she'll do anything, even if yeah. if even if she doesn't see how it's possible, right? And so yeah. I was about to turn twelve, and she asked me what I wanted for my birthday. <clears throat> And my grandpa had just passed away that year. And he was like our the hero, our saving grace. My 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 dad wasn't as uh he was afraid of my grandpa. And so oh. after my grandpa died, uh, the the violence and the abuse in our mm-hmm. house had taken another level. And so my mom, <clears throat> I was about to turn eleven or turn twelve, and my mom asked me what we wanted to do for my birthday. And I was just had this moment of truth where I said, you know, I don't really care about a birthday party or getting birthday presents. If there's any way we can get out of this house, you know, if you can, for my birthday, find a way to, to get us out, you know, I, I, that would be, that would be all I'd want. And she did. Wow. That's amazing. I can't even imagine like at that age being like that being the request for a birthday gift, you know, that's, I, I just, I, I guess I was so blessed because I, I didn't grow up that way. I, in yeah. fact, I've, I've said, like, I feel like I have, I've had, not feel like I know that I've had such a blessed um, upbringing. So to have that as your, you know, as your, as your request for a gift, man, that's, that's, that's something. Well, like I said, I, I, my mom was amazing. And so even after that point, <laughs> you know, my dad didn't just go away. In fact, there was so many different episodes. Uh, <laughs> we could get in and talk about forever the days that you just sent and sit and ring our doorbell for hours or the day oh, you tried to wow. run me over with a car when oh, I was walking goodness. home from my therapy appointment, you know, wow. <laughs> uh, but, oh, man. but the whole point is my mom, you know, she didn't have an education. She didn't have a mm-hmm. job. Um, we were living in, in welfare and apartments at the time, you know, okay. so there are so many reasons for her to have said, you know what, that I would love to do that, but I can't in mm-hmm. how many other moms and women are out there that feel stuck in that situation. Like I can't move. There's, you know, what am I going to do? I'm just going to be flat on my face. I'm not going to be able to support my kids and everything else. And my mom took that leap. And that was, that's amazing. Again, number one learning lesson I'll, I'll say to anybody is take that action. Mm, yeah. We, we don't, you know, when's the last time to get married or have kids or, you know, to take that, to start that career or start that business. Hmm. We're never, there's never going to be that opportune time. The opportune yeah. time wasn't there for my mom, but she took that opportunity and it changed our lives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I think that's a lesson that I see a lot is that people will, will make that's where that's those those turning points where somebody takes an action in spite of or even in the midst of fear i'm sure she was afraid i mean she she had to be oh, sure. fearful i mean i i i would think how that, would he respond like yes. thinking about the, the situation you know yeah, what would happen exactly. after we got out of the house you know and, yeah yeah how do how do you think like that uh, how did that impact you as an adult and, and like, even in your business life, what do you, I mean, what, what impact yeah. did that have? The, it's so funny because these, all these things, and I talked about the vulnerabilities at the beginning, I would never have told people about these things that were happening. You know, I was mm. so ashamed of it and, and everything sure. else, but how these, how these things, how my early childhood has impacted my life has been, it's the reason why I'm sitting here right now. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's wow. the reason why I'm the dad that I am. You know, when mm-hmm. I found out I was having my son, I my brother was my first person I I told in I, I mean, I get emotional thinking about it right yeah. now. We were sitting in the car and I'm like, I get to do it right, you know, yeah, because yes. I didn't have a dad that that did it right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I get to do it right. I get to be there for him. I get to play catch. Mm-hmm. I get to, yeah. you know, I get to take him and do things and not have him afraid to go do those things with yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to play catch with my dad because I was afraid that I'd make him mad and he'd throw the ball at me. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. But 
Man, that's, you know, and, and I think that's so cool because it's, you were aware enough to be able to like recognize, hey, I get to do this right. Um, because I, like my, my perspective is like, I wasn't even aware, uh, like just living in alignment with your values and living in alignment with like who you want to be. I, I wasn't aware of that for a long, long time. And I think that's really so cool. And, and I, I think it's neat to be able to like have that awareness. I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, do you know where that came from or like how you well, got so that? After my mom left, you know, we, we moved a couple towns away from where we were at and um, it was a really new start as I wasn't going into the seventh grade. So I, I got, I made new friends and, mm. you know, and it was a really cool start. But the other thing my mom did is she did, I talked about coming home from my therapy appointment, you know, mm-hmm. she, she got us, she got the people for me to talk to you. And That's so great, man. Yeah. I had a couple of therapists and, you know, and, um, and they were all the difference. They, they mm. made me reflect and think about my thoughts and why I felt certain ways and and really dig down into that. So, I mean, if I'm just a 12 year old kid out there, a 13 year old kid, I'm probably not processing to that level, you know, or I'm I'm probably internalizing a lot, but I I had to go Mm -hmm. and have these conversations. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that really is cool. So like, tell, tell me a little bit about your, your, your growth journey in your professional life, because yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I know that, you, you know, you and I have had some conversations uh, prior to this and, and I know a little bit about your story, but I'd love for the listeners to be able to hear this because I think kind of like going back to like taking action. I mean, that truly is, you know, and has been your path. Yeah. So, you know, what, what does anybody do when they don't have enough money to pay for college? And, you know, and, and I grew up poor and the bill collector is always calling and I was constantly searching for ways. What am I going to do? You know, I want I wanted to be either a psychologist or a sports journalist, <laughs> My, cool. you know, the psychology being influenced from the therapist. And I wanted to go help other messed up people like me. Right. I wanted to go <laughs> sure. help up. I wanted to help out kids like me. And I wanted to help people transition past these 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 major tragedies, you know, and these yeah. challenges. Um, but I also sports was my saving grace and Mm. I loved sports and I loved writing. And I also, at the end of high school, I found a passion and I got to write for the school newspaper and I became kind of a star writer in the school. And so, you know, those early rewards, right. Things that really inspired me. So I get out there and I'm, I'm working in a nursing home and I knew that wasn't where I was going to be there. Talk about no growth. It's not about, (laughs) it's not about job and career. It's about the people that you surround yourself around. Yeah. I knew that the people around me and they're all nice people. I, I, I considered them friends, but I looked around them and I, and I said, these people in the next 20 years, I could come back 20 years from now and they're going to be having the same conversations. Yeah. They're going to be, you know, yeah. they're going to be having the same conversations <laughs> and it's going to be no growth. And I, and I kid you not, David, there, I went back, literally my grandma was in the nursing home, in the same nursing home I worked in about oh. five years ago. And I went back and I came across the same people and they're literally having the same exact same conversation conversations. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I was there. And so I'm like, I, this is, I, I'm not going to grow here. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to end up living my, and I, I felt like there was something more. And so mm. I, I had felt like I was persuasive. I felt like people liked me. Um, yeah. You ever work for a company where the departments hate each other? Oh yeah, probably yeah, every, yeah. Probably every company, right? Like yeah, yeah. not every, but like the the, the silos are like you know, hey, this is our team, and that, yeah, this is yeah. our team. Yeah, oh, I totally get it. Yep. It was the same thing where I was at, and uh, and so, but I was the one that was able to bridge all the gaps. I saw uh, everybody yeah. as people, so yeah. I'd go in and I'd you know the kitchen, I'd talk to the people like they were people, and then you know my the, my coworker was like, oh, you know, the kitchen acting like they're like some foreign department that wants to really hijack your day, you know, <laughs> right, like right. And I, so anyways, I, I I felt like I was persuasive. And so I'm like, I want to get into sales. And so mm. I got into sales in the, uh, I got out there and I, <laughs> the, the training was, have you ever watched the boiler room? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, have you, and I had not, I had never heard of it. And they're like, okay, go watch the boiler room. And then when you're done with that, watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And that's kind of what we're doing. And I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> like, this like, is not, that, that's not what I want. <laughs> not what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I'm literally knocking on doors with a coupon booklet, selling, selling coupon booklets. And it was, it was, uh, it was horrible. I would, I was not good at it. I was trying to be someone that I wasn't, I didn't yeah. feel good about like not, you know, not having integrity. So I wasn't doing good at the job. So I started yeah. getting behind on my bills. Mm-hmm. And so 
coming out of high school and being on welfare, being poor, you know, I, I said to myself, like, Jason, you're going to, you're going to reverse the family circumstances. You're not going to be standing in a welfare mm-hmm. line. You're not going to be doing, you know, you're not going to be poor. You're going to, your kid's going to be able to take vacations and going to have a nice house and going to have yeah. these things, right? I'm going to yeah. do these things. And so I got out there and I started failing in sales. I got behind in all my bills. And by the time I found a decent job, I was so far behind that I was, I, I, I literally created this mess for myself where I was standing, I found myself standing in a welfare line. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, man, this is uh this is where life has gotten me. And I was really in this victim mode. And, mm. and it was like because of my dad and because of these things. And um yeah you know, the big differentiator is I got out there, I had a couple mentors and a couple people that I came across. Mm. And one guy was a salesman, my first sales manager then in, oh, in the, wow. in the good job that I had, yeah. he just, he, it wasn't even that he did a, like the mentor job wasn't deep. He just challenged me to go out there and shop the competitors. Cause he knew I was new uh, at sales. Yeah. And so he was like, Hey, go out and shop the competitors. And then you can see what they're doing really good. And you can start taking kind of some of the things that they're mm. doing. So I took that seriously and I thought I was going to go out there and meet some killer salespeople and I was going to take their tips and tricks and I was going to come back and I was going to be killer. And I started shopping kind of, I was getting frustrated because nobody around was good. I'm like, (laughs) nobody cares, you know, like I walk in, nobody cares I'm there or they're just trying to like talk me into something. They're not listening. Uh, And I'm like, wow, it was that first discovery of it doesn't take much to be different than Mm. it's those little inches it doesn't take much to be different yeah and then I started to put it together that like okay the reason why I was successful at the nursing home and where I thought I was good at good with people is because I saw them as people Mm. I didn't see them as a competitor I didn't see them as like and I wasn't thinking about myself when thinking about them I wasn't thinking about what I can get from them I wasn't right and so I think that in in sales that my my biggest first growth in has now resulted into the system that I coach on now is to be the difference. Yeah. It takes yeah. literally outward people focus. Mm-hmm. If I come to a meeting in sales or I'm coming in a sales situation and I'm thinking about, I need to hit my quota. My boss is standing over my shoulder and he's going to critique me at the end. Yeah. Um, I need to pay my bills. My wife needs to eat um, yeah. or I want a boat or I want a yeah. nice house. So I'm thinking sure. about all the things that I have going on. Can I really do a great job for you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, you know, that outward focus. I mean, I think that's so key. You know, um, something you said too, I want to go back to something for a second, because you said, um, you used this phrase, you you said, I, I knew there was something more for me in there. And, and, and I think that like when I, when I talk to people that really, like, I feel like I've been successful, you, you, you've been successful in, in what you've been doing in your work life and your family life. I feel like, like they've known that there's something more and they actually did something about it. And, and it, to me, like, it seems like you've really like done something about it. You've been able to like take what you knew you didn't want and knew that there was something more that you wanted and you, yeah. you kind of went after it. And, yeah. and, and I love that. I mean, does that resonate with you at all? That, that totally resonates. And, uh, and now I've realized that I'm the person that I'm going to go find the people. Yeah. You know, there's a ton of resources out there. We can, if we want to, whatever you want to do, whatever business mm-hmm. you want to start, whatever yeah. you want to you change your tire, you want to fix your air conditioner at home, whatever you want to do, you can find the information online. You could walk yeah. through it on YouTube, but the people that have entered my life have been the ones that have pushed my perspective. They, they've mm-hmm. taken me from that victim mindset to that empowered mindset. You know, yeah. I used to ask why me? Now yes. I ask like, how can I? Yeah. Yeah. No, you man, know? I love that. I love that. Well, and it's about the people. And I think that to, to me, um, I, I know my perspective when I was much younger, I, I was all about, you know, success and and the external things that I thought were going to like help me feel like I was successful. But it's the internal people aspect that I've come to know that is really what brings success. And that that is success is being able to impact people's lives. And, and, and I know, you know, you've been doing that as well. And, um, and, it, and I think too, it seems like when we have a, a story to tell and we have a past that yeah. shows us, Hey, we can do it. We can make 
um, we can make changes. We can connect with people. I think that that is where we can have some big impact. Well, and, and I said this uh, going a little back, you know, we were talking about what my, my upbringing and my dad yeah. and all the, how did that impact me? And you're absolutely right. I was, I found myself in leadership because mm-hmm. I got really good at sales and I got promoted into a leadership position. So I found myself in leadership and I was really struggling with it and hitting my head. But um, what had happened is, is like, I would sit down with people. And again, after I found out, I, 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 I realized, oh my God, what if I do what I'm doing in sales with my leaders? What if I like sit down with them, understand who they are? What do they yeah. want? What, what are they bumping their head on? And then I help them overcome those challenges. Yeah. So that's how I took my sales process and, 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 and made, developed myself into a leader. But people would sit down with me and I'd listen to them. They'd tell me about their challenges they had going on, or they'd tell me about their childhood and their, you know, the abuse or the different things they were going on. And they were, you know, they, they let their guard down. People would tell Mm -hmm. me things that they wouldn't tell other people. And then they would like stop themselves and be like, I've never told anybody that. Or like, I feel like you understand where Mm -hmm. I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize that I do understand where you're coming from. And so all these things that I thought were my, my, my greatest weaknesses, my biggest black eye, stuff that I wouldn't tell people. I was in this position of leadership of this company that nobody thought that I was damaged, right? Yeah, I was Yoda, you know, like, and I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying that to right. Brad, but like, that's yeah. what people, that's sure. their impression of where I was at because course, I had done yeah. so much personal development. I'd gotten, I'd already been through my stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and started to figure it out and started to go on that path. And now I knew I wanted to help these other people. And so they saw me this way. And so when I started sharing my story with them, mm-hmm. people were so blown away that that happened to me, that it gave them hope. Wow. That's so cool. What, what did that do then to like your growth, your business growth? Um, like, I mean, if we're measuring, you're in sales, you're measuring yeah. sales. Like how, how did that, uh, uh, how did that impact your, your team and your team's performance? So it was tremendous. So it- Ironically, the the company I was in, I left. I left a company I was I was crushing it at, and I took this uh, took this company in, as a director role, and I was basically in charge of this whole entire company. They were bankrupt both culturally mm. and financially. Uh, you know, so they they were really they were told you could either close up, file bankruptcy, end the day, sell, try to sell to another agent within the company that will maybe buy the assets, and you'll leave with something, yeah. or you could throw up a Hail Mary, you could bring somebody in from the outside to revamp your culture, rebuild your processes, Mm. join a franchise and and try to make a day out of it. And so the managing partner at the time, she ended up becoming buying out the business from her partner who'd run it into the ground. Mm. She had this vision of like, I've got these people I'm taking care of. And, Mm. you know, and her partner got Parkinson's disease. And she just had this vision of like, if I close up business and file bankruptcy, he's going to live this horrible life. And, you know, he's going to have a quality of life that he's sick and he's got these things going on. So she, She's like, I'm going to take the Hail Mary and you're the Hail Mary. I'm bringing you in and this is what you're going to do. And so um, what it did is, again, I'm taking people. I didn't have a lot of resources. So I was hiring a lot of people with the background similar to me, people uh, that had their backs against the wall. Sure. They didn't know what they were going to do. You know, yeah. this guy, Josh, he was, he was 20 years old when I met him and he just found out he was having a baby with his on again, off again girlfriend. Mm. And, you know, and he was, he was, he was 20 and he was worried. He didn't have a, sure. he didn't have a college education. He didn't have a good job. He wasn't making money. How am I going to support this kid? And, mm. and, and then he ended up getting married to the on again, off again girlfriend, because that's the right thing to do. Right. That mm. didn't work out, but that's near to, anyway. So, yeah. um, He's struggling over and over and over again because he's still 20 and he's not getting the the things down that he needs to do. And yeah. one day we have a conversation. He gets this new tattoo on his arm and he's so pumped up about it. And it's after yeah. a company meeting and he, I just gave this speech or whatever. And he's so pumped up to tell me about his tattoo that he got. And so he pulls open his, up his sleeve and it says, don't live a, don't tell your kid how to live a life of greatness. Instead, show him the way. Oh, or show them nice. the way. Nice. I'm like, Josh, man, that's so awesome. And I could see how proud he was of it. Yeah. Like, that's so awesome. I'm like, what'd you do today? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, what, what'd you do today to live by example? Like you're going to go home tonight and you're going to see Grayson before he goes to bed. And you know, what, what could you tell him that you did today yeah. in order to live this, this, what you're saying on your arm. And I had watched him all day. Like literally yeah. I was planning for my meeting. I was in his location. Okay. I watched him talking about fantasy football. I watched him goofing <laughs> around. I watched him hanging out with the other guys. He wasn't mm-hmm. making sales calls. He wasn't reaching out to clients. He wasn't excited when clients came in the door. You know, and mm. so he had these things going on. Um, 
And so he, he literally, it was a gut check. And yeah. this big burly guy with these tattoos on him started crying. And oh. I'm like, this is an everyday reminder for you. Life is not easy. Yeah. There are challenges. Yeah. There are things you want to do. I'm not going to lie to you and say making sales calls is fun. Right. However, right. getting your check on Friday isn't fun either, is it? Yeah. When you, you don't. Know? Done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh. when you want to talk about fantasy football, when you want to hang out with the guys, when it's easier to do these things, it needs to be painful for you. You need to visualize that you got to go home to Grace and look them in the eye and say, I did nothing today. Mm. I did nothing today to make sure your future is better than mine. I did nothing today to show you that how to live a life of greatness mm -hmm. and how does that feel? And again, there was a lot of sobbing. And so that guy sure. ended up becoming a six figure producer. That's amazing. Wow. He turned his whole entire career around based off of that, you know, that why that driving factor and just really hitting him home. And now when I left that, that company to start my own company, he took, he became my replacement. He now wow. runs the company. That's amazing, Jason. You know, I, I think that that story is such a great um, lesson for leaders everywhere, because I, I think to me, what I get from it is I, I hear someone, a leader like you, connected with their people, found, like got into their lives, knew their lives and, and cared, number one. And because you cared and because you had that conversation and, and we're willing to be able to have a, what I call a speak straight conversation because you're a speak straight conversation is moving a situation forward. You wanted the best for your, for your employee, for your sales guy. And um, you were willing to go into that space where you said, Hey, you know, you know, you got to look your, your son in the eye and tell him you didn't do anything today. I mean, that those, those moments are, only possible when you've already you you know the situation you know the person yeah. and you care yeah and then care you know, is huge it is yeah and then as you think i mean just like to close out that story where you're you, you, he's now your replacement so he he did the things that he needed to do and he stepped into that growth space space he, he stepped up to the plate and yeah man i love that story but i, I think the takeaway like for, for our listeners to me is like, if you're a leader and, and you want to help to grow your company, grow your team, man, you got to get into their lives yeah. and you got to be able to know yeah. them. Right. Yep. Yeah. And you got to care. Yes. I had this yeah, manager exactly. or this, this leader of one of my, one of my locations, I had retail locations and, and for all intents and purposes, he should have been amazing. He said the right things. Yeah. He was very process oriented. I, that's why he was in the position. And, and I liked the processes and the thought process he had. He said the right things to his people, but I couldn't figure out like, why do people dislike him so much? Mm. You know, um, yeah. you know, he, he seems to have some things and some pieces. And one day there was a big escalation with one of his employees and we handled that situation with the employee. And then I pulled him aside and we had a conversation and he was all upset and he literally came out. He was like, I don't give an F about these people. And wow. I'm like, well, there you have it. Yeah. That's why I've been That's sitting here why. trying to figure out what is the reason. <laughs> now I know. They know, yeah. they know you don't care. And so when you say these things, when you're trying to give them constructive criticism or constructive feedback and take them to the next level, even though it's true, even though it's right, they can see that you don't care about them and you're only doing it for based on your reasons. And they don't, yeah. that's, that was it. That was it. That was, that was it on, the, on his leadership career. You know, well, and it was, yeah. I mean, what you described is, was it was an inward mindset. It was like this, I'm all about me. All I want to do is I, I need to get a result and I don't care about you. And, yeah. and man, I wish more leaders would get that. Like if we, because it's, it's a fallacy. It's a myth that if, you know, if, if we like get into our people's lives that we're going to like not be able to separate business from, from life. And I'm like, wow, like, of, of course you're not because life is life. Everything's integrated. Yeah. And so, you yeah. know, they're, their performance is, is, should be your interest. You should care. And um, I, I just wish there were more leaders that, that would get that. And there's a huge difference between sympathy and empathy. Oh, I want to make yes. this a big thing, you know, no there, there's a big differentiator because caring there's sympathy. Like, Oh, David, I know you've had a rough life. I, man, you know, you have this, this girlfriend, your baby, all these things going on. Hey, take the day off. Don't make yeah. sales calls, go home, think about it, you know, yeah. get in a better space. And when you're ready, come back in. Empathy is yeah. like, 
David, I've been there. I understand this is not easy. Yeah. However, is it going to get any easier if you go home right now? Right. What are you going to do that's going to prepare you to have a better day tomorrow? Yeah. In all honesty, you know, yeah. gut check yourself. Well, and, and that's that speak straight conversation. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, I, hey, I've been there. I understand. And here's what, you know, here's what you could do or how could you do something different? And, and having, asking those questions and that really shows that you care. And, um, what would yeah. happen if you did it differently? Yeah. If you right. did it like that, what would happen? Right. Right. Think get, about get, it. Yeah. And get them to imagine, you know, putting that into their own mind and let them say, oh yeah, well, if I did that, then maybe things could be different. Maybe, maybe if I did that, then my paycheck on Friday would be bigger and, and I'd be yeah. able to do the things that I, that I want to do. And, make the life for my child a better one than, than I've had. And yeah. I emphasize that difference between sympathy and empathy. Cause I, I had a leader on my team one time that just, he was the, the symp most sympathetic guy. And again, yeah. for all intents and purposes, he should have been an amazing leader. He had all the, all the abilities, but he had that, that problem with taking that and having that courageous conversation, having that mm -hmm. conversation as needed to had, have needed to be had. He had a guy on his team that literally was not making any money. Mm -hmm. so, you know, he was not hitting his sales. And so he was, he was, not be able to pay his bills, which was causing problems at home with his wife and a whole bunch of different things was going on. Mm. And instead of, you know, instead of having that empathy to be able to push him, he saw all the things he was struggling at, but he felt like if I go and I have this conversation with him, I'm just going to, you know, upset him more. I'm just going to yeah. tip him over more. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to make him feel bad. Yeah. Well, how bad are you making him feel by not having that conversation? Right. You right. might think you're a nice guy, but you're really destroying his life because exactly. you see the way you can, he can fix it yeah. and you're not helping him get, get there. You know, right. like, it's like, literally you're dying. I have the pill, but I'm not yeah. going to give it to you because it might hurt your feelings. Yeah. It's like, you're drowning and I've got the, I've got the life preserver, but I ain't going to throw it to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you want to, maybe you want to swim. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> right. Maybe right. you like drowning. I don't know exactly. if I throw you down the life jacket, maybe you might get offended and think that <laughs> I'm trying to help you, you know, like, yeah, you gotta get over that. And just, yeah, yeah, true. if you're truly leading people and you yeah. see what they don't see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get them to see it. You got to. Yeah. So to, after, after you um, left the company that you were leading and um, you know, you, you basically helped build your replacement. What was it like in your life that made you want to go out on your own, create a, a company that, that helps, salespeople helps leaders and, and coach and, you know, coach other individuals, because I know that's what you do now, but so yeah. what was the, like, what was that growth like for you or what, what was that pivotal moment? Why did you decide to do that? There were a, there were a bunch of pivotal moments. Um, one is going back to a mentor that really changed my life and, and set mm -hmm. me up to, to be in that position to, to be running that company. Uh -huh. And he had came back to me as we were, I was still with his company and he was like, had this big vision of, I'm going to leave this company. I'm going to open up my own co coaching and consulting company. He was getting, he was a big name in our industry. And so he was getting contacted by all these other companies that were struggling. And so he was getting consulting fees and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so he's like, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm like, I just wanted a way out of the box. I'm in retail and I'm in sales because that was the way that that's how I got saved. Right. That saved my yeah. life. That was, yeah. but however, I don't want to be selling cell phones my whole life. I don't want to be in this box in this retail my, my whole entire life. How do I get out of this? How do yeah. I, how do I transition? Am I, what am I doing? Can I help other people outside of the retail cellular industry? I don't know, you know, but so he had this great vision and that never ended up working out. Uh, mm. But, uh, but it inspired me to be like, okay, yeah. That's something that really intrigues me. As soon as you said coaching and consulting, I'm like, ah, I've always wanted to be a coach. You know, yeah, like sure. I wanted to be an athletic coach, but I always wanted to be a coach. And then as I was, as I had this company and I'm working with people, the way that we rebuilt the whole entire organization, I mean, we went from a bankrupt organization that was not hitting numbers, not even coming close to hitting goals to being mm -hmm. The, the industry standard. We were award winning. We were wow. we were top of the industry as far as revenue growth. We yeah. went from three struggling stores to they now have 15 stores across between Michigan and Ohio. Mm. You know, we won franchise of the year in 2015 across across the country. So we had the, a lot of these accolades of things that were happening. And while that happened, I saw all these other businesses within the franchise that would come up to me and be just like they were coming up to my mentor, Dean, and saying, we're struggling. 
where this mm. is this this is going on. I saw so many people going out to live the American dream, mm. going out to live the American dream to start a small business, yeah. thinking I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna open up this franchise, the franchise because franchise sell themselves this way, by the way, yeah. that will help you do everything. Right. We've got a turn to key system, and we'll be there to support you every step of the way. And so <laughs> fooled by that and thinking that there's a difference between a franchise being a support system and doing your job for you. Right, exactly. And they're not going to do your job for you. They'll give you right. some support. They do have a system. However, yeah. you need to make that system work. <laughs> you got to work it, yeah. They've got five other... 500 other owners in their yeah. system. They're not going to sit and hold your hand through this whole entire process. Yeah. You know, so they're struggling. They thought they were going to hire these employees and they're going to find some rockstar salespeople and they're going to end up on their boat sipping mimosas while, they're, while their <laughs> retail stores are cranking it and making millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Well, that is not the reality. And if you've never sold before, mm. then there's with the stigma of sales, you know, yeah, right. You can ask yeah. almost anybody in a room what they feel about a salesperson, and they'll tell you about the furniture salesman they had, the car <laughs> yeah. sale, used car salesperson they had, the unethical, or the people that weren't confident, didn't care. You know, you mm -hmm. have such a negative connotation to sales, and so these people getting into franchise, they can't teach their salespeople how to sell because they have a negative con yeah. connotation of what sales is. Yeah. And so they're struggling and it wasn't just little things. People would take me to lunch or like, you know, come pick my brain or do these things. And they'd always ask about the pay structure, you know, like it must be yeah. your pay structure that you're doing. Let's put the pay. Yeah. There's not an automatic dog feeder in life. <laughs> I love that. It's important to have <laughs> a good, good pay structure. Yeah. Paying people is good. That was the foundation right. of our company. We want right. them to make money and have careers. However, sure. like they're not even going to make money if I have the dream pay structure, if I'm not developing them. If I'm yeah. not supporting them, if I'm not mm. showing them how to how to sell, how to right. overcome those stigmas, how to yeah. develop a customer base that's going to repeat and refer business to you. Yeah. You know? yeah, I used to judge my stores on how many baked goods they had in the back room. If you didn't know <laughs> baked goods because customers weren't, you know, didn't like you, like, yeah, they weren't bringing. You them got away. a problem. This is, yeah. uh, we're going to have some intensive training here. You know, like, <laughs> how to attract <laughs> baked goods. <laughs> oh well, man, it's so empowering Love because, it. like, when I was yeah. in sales and I'd have a line for me, and people would literally wait forty-five minutes to pay their bill with me. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And it was one of those yeah. things, again, it's not how, what you say, it's not what you do, it's how you make people feel. Yeah, so no doubt. And you're there for them and you can understand what they're doing. And, uh, and then there's times where you can solve their problems because your products and services fit and you can solve yeah. those problems. You create this following. But the most yeah. empowering thing I ever did was when I took a company filled with nine locations and, they, and I could go into any one of those nine locations on any given day and there'd be a line waiting for Hannah or Josh or Matt or Sherman or you know, people would be waiting 45 minutes for him. And I'm like, just to ah, be able to talk with them. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah. across. It wasn't just me. It wasn't because yeah. when I started in, in this particular company, especially that was bankrupt and had a lot of bankrupt mindset, they were like, oh, it's just you. Only wow. you can do that. No, it's not just me. Anybody can do this. Well, and, and it sounds too like you helped your team, the people part overcome the the mindset because yes. i mean there's a lot of times where like, you even talked about it like this this um mindset of my perception of a salesperson or my perception of the sales process and, and really when i think about sales i mean it's it's really helping people to get what they want mm -hmm. and yes. then overcoming their own belief system of why they think they can't get it and it's and it's so it's it's helping and I think that that's where people, and, and I know there's a there's a whole lot of ways we could go with this this conversation, but I mean, I know there's a whole lot of people who take that the wrong way and don't use sales in the right manner to be able to yes. help people. They're all there, you know, and, and again, it goes back to that outward mindset, being able to look at it from the other person's perspective, knowing what they want, helping them to, to get what they want. And, and honestly, I think that's what like leadership is. That's what business growth is. That's it's helping other people <laughs> get what they want. So that in turn, I mean, it's the Zig Ziglar quote, you help enough people get what they want and you'll in turn yeah. get what you want, but you don't do it for that reason. And I think that that's the shift that I, I, so many, so few people make it's it, but it is, and it's just a tiny shift, but when you make it, Man, it's, it's, that's, and it goes back to going and shopping all those locations or even going sure. into restaurants and seeing people that are like, oh, yeah. I'd rather me not be there. 
You know, it's just a job to them. Yeah. And so I said this so many times and you said that almost exactly word for word. I said, I've said this so many times in orientations and interviews and just to people now in general is that I think it's impossible to go out and do good things for other people and not not get your reward back, not be taken care of in life. And I'm not talking about like, David, I'm like knocking on your door one day. Like, remember that nice thing I did for you? It's time yeah. to pay up. Yeah, right. You know? right. It does, it's not like that. But like, as you go out and you think about other people mm-hmm. and you go and take care of other people, it's going to come back to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask this. I know we're kind of getting to the end of our, our time together, but I could go on for, for a yeah. lot longer, Jason. I've got some I, time too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it. I have, love I have it. an appointment at 11. So Okay, okay. Some- <laughs> Well, so let's let let's let's change the the conversation for just a second. So, when when you are um, doing what you're doing now, you're you're helping um, individuals, you're helping teams to be able to overcome their own mindsets and their own um, limiting belief patterns, and and like how do you help them to be able to grow, and how do you help them to get past that? What are some things that you you do with them to be able to help them? We, we focus on, we've talked about the mindset, communication, and then yeah. process. Yeah. You know, like it, you can take anything. We can talk about mindset, but if you don't imply, a, uh, put a system in place to make sure that you're consistent, you're yeah. going to be riding that roller coaster of going up and down, yeah. you know? So, yeah. so working on the mindset, understanding what is it? What is it? One of the first questions I ask people is what's that voice in your head, that yeah. voice in your head that you, you know, you know, the one, what is it saying? Mm-hmm. What is it telling you you should be doing? Mm-hmm. What's the conversations you're having? You know, yeah. and then and then when I get that picture, like what's holding you back from being that person? Right, right. And and how do you get them to how do you get them to like quiet that voice? Because I know that they, I, I I talk with emerging leaders an awful lot, and and not just emerging leaders, but executive leaders is, are, are the same way. It's like there's that that voice in their head that tells them you know, they're not good enough, or what mm-hmm. do you think you're doing here? It's the yep. imposter experience. It's like, if people really found out what I'm really like, they wouldn't <laughs> believe in me so much. It's that kind of a thought. And so like, how do you get them past that? How do you get, how do you get them to quiet that voice? Because I think that's super important. Yeah. We, we go through the experiences that have, that make them different. Mm. And sometimes people think that the the voice that's telling them that you can't do this because they know what you're really like, they would run from you. Yeah. The opposite is true. Yeah. I the know. things that I thought people would run from me because I was a financial wreck in my early twenties or because I went through this abuse or, you know, I'm like all these different things that happened to me. Like I mm-hmm. thought that people would run from me. People mm-hmm. actually run towards me. Yeah, that's because cool. it makes me human. It, right. it, it's a it's a shareable experience. If I stand on a stage and tell my really deep personal story, at the end, people are lined up to talk yeah. to me, and it impresses yeah. me every time that people are like, "My mom didn't get out, and I'm here." And you know, I thought I was the only one, and I thought I was the only one that had these thoughts. Like giving people all that hope that if I made it through, why can't you? Yeah, I had these same exact challenges. A lot of times, people don't think that other people have had those challenges. Yeah. That's, I think that's it. That's the interesting thing. And I think that, um, it, it, like, I, I always want people that are listening to get that, to be able to understand that everybody has their stuff, you know, yeah. everybody has gone through challenges. It's just different. You know, everybody's challenges are different and we approach them differently, but we all have our stuff and it's not like, you know, anybody is immune. If you think that <laughs> they're immune, that, you know, they've never had, yes. you're, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, yes. it's part of the human experience. And I think that that's really where we are in business today, where, where the leaders who are willing to go and say, you know, man, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this I, <laughs> or, you know, I was hey, wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I'm not good at this. Can you help me? I mean, man, that vulnerability, that ability to be able to admit, and it's counterintuitive because it helps the people that they lead to to trust them and to know that they're human and they're not some, you know, person to be put on a plat, you know, a, a pedestal or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I just think that that's where we're at today in business. And I think that as we look for, for leaders, that's the kind of leader that I know that, um, 
I, I want to have in, you know, in my organization, I know that the leaders that I talk with, they want to have in their organizations, but they got to be willing to go first. And that's yeah. the hard part. You know, you had asked earlier why, what was the motivating factor to do what I did? And I started to, yeah. you know, I probably answered it a yeah. little bit, but it's that thing right there, seeing that so many people have taught been taught to do it the wrong way. Yeah, sure. I sure. had an experience and me and my wife were at a country festival, country con- country music festival. Oh, in, yeah. uh, this was probably about six years ago now. <laughs> and we were in line to get food and there were a couple of young guys in front of us, uh, a group, and they were all, you know, they were all drinking. And so this guy was talking about, he was an engineer and he's telling his friends how he just got promoted to leadership. And his friends were like, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. And then he started going into why it was just okay. You know, like oh, when man. I was an engineer, he said, I, I was so good at my job. I did it so well, so well to the point where they, they pulled me aside and said, Hey, we want you to go to that next level. And we want you to, you know, we're going to promote you. And yeah. he was like, but now he was like, I just feel like I got to yell at people. And, you know, oh. like the, the leader that had, was mentoring him had taught him that you rule with an iron fist and you yeah. come in, you Command yell at people control. and you shake <laughs> things up. And he's like, that's not me. And so mm-hmm. I feel like weird. And not only that, but I'm a young guy and I'm working with older guys. And so they see me as some tip squeak that just got the job and blah, blah, blah. And I'm listening to this and my wife's like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But she knows I can't contain <laughs> myself. Can't right. You, I'm like, <laughs> like it's this guy's drinking and everything else. I, but I don't care. Like yeah. he's got to hear this message. Right. So yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm like, you're like, it's, it's so bad. Like the, you know, leadership, we get taught that we got to yell at people. We got to rule this yeah. iron fist. I'm like, we got to have a sense of vulnerability. I'm like the reason why you got to be in the position that you are is because you came in and you did your job at a higher level than everybody else. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so what do your people on your team want? Did they want mm-hmm. your job? Did yeah. they want to be leaders? And if so, you've already, you became leader because you did this job. You got so good at your job that you became a leader. And if that's what they want, could you show them how to do their their job just as good so they could be promoted to you? Yeah. Because maybe you want to be promoted to another level or right. maybe these people can go past you. Exactly. You know, I always look yeah. at people on my team. Like I want them to grow. I want them to be leaders. Like, you know, if I can create a team full of leaders, first off, what does the company look like? What impact yeah, is that? Absolutely. But also from a selfish reason, like that feels amazing that I've done this, right? Yeah. I plugged in and yeah. I did this. And now all these people are in place and it feels so amazing. And when I left my company after nine years mm-hmm. I was, to start my own thing, I didn't feel like, oh my God, they're going to crash into a flame of pit, flame, uh, you know, yeah. in flames when after yeah. leave because we had the leadership built up with right. the company. So I said, you got to go in and, and, and explain to them, yeah. hey, you know, sit down, understand what they want and then explain to them. And he's like, yeah, but now I already have this reputation. How do I, you know, how do I overcome that? Mm-hmm. It's like by being vulnerable. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm new at this and I'm starting to realize that I've kind of made some mistakes mm-hmm. and I want to, you know, let's, what can I do to get it back? Here's what I have going on and, you know, just yeah. be vulnerable about it. Yeah. You're going to gain so much respect from that. No doubt about it. Yeah. And that, you know, kind of goes almost full circle. And that that's really part of the, the connecting with other people part, because it, you know, when we connect with people and we're able to communicate and get out of our own head and look at it from other people's perspectives, that helps us connect in a way, you know, it's, it's, it's that common ground, you know, finding ways to connect on common ground and to be able to, to, to let people know that, Hey, we're in this together. And so, I want the best for you. You want the best for me. And let's, you know, let's begin to be able to, 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 to drive trust and be able to like help each other to get the results that we both want. And yeah. um, man, uh, th- this has been such a great conversation, uh, Jason. And I, I love just the things that you've shared in here about your own growth journey and, and how you help other people to grow as well. If, if there was um, like, two or three ways that you could tell people or give some insights for people to, to like, think about their own growth, whether it's, you know, whether it, you know, if, if you're listening and you're in sales or if you're, you're a leader, um, if you're emerging leader, um, how could, what are, what are a couple of things that you would tell them to do to, to really put them on a path for their own growth journey, whether it's professionally or personally? Yeah. Um, find the right resources. Mm you know, and we talked about people being the greatest resource before people were the Mm. greatest resource to change my life. I'm so passionate about coaching. I I do believe that everybody needs a coach. I know that I'm not the fit for everybody, but I've networked with a lot of coaches because it's one of those things as I'm talking to people, maybe I'm not a fit, but maybe I know somebody that can really plug in and be a fit because I, 
I really do think that people need that person that's on emotional, on biased, not attached, that can yep. help you reflect and see what really you have in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Being intentional. That's, you know, if anything out of Singing 2020 song, is not, <laughs> has not resonated with me so much. It's been my theme all of 2020 here is, is just yeah. being, being intentional. Yeah. What do you want? You know, I have a, I have a client that, you know, last week he told me, we just started working together and he told me that, you know, his, his life is misery. He hates his job. Mm. And then I'm like, what happens after your job, after you get out of work for the day? And he's like, mm. I just continue thinking about my job. So he's literally made a prison for himself. So I'm like, so yeah. what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. What do you want to do? Like, and he's like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And so right now we're going through a process of him diving in and understanding what it is that he loves to do. So he can intentionally at the end of work, look forward to, I'm going for a walk with my wife. Yeah. I am going to do that podcast. I am going to get a coach. And mm -hmm. so the, and I congratulate him is because you feel hopeless. However, you did make a first step. Yeah. You, you're sitting down here with me. And can I ask you, are you thinking about work right now? No. <sighs> You're not thinking about, you've got, you filled with hope? Yes. Are you mm. filled with excitement? Yes. So you can control your state of being, Yeah. you know, when you're That's intentional beautiful. about it. Yeah. If you, and you may not think that you're intentionally attracting misery, <laughs> but if you're not literally, if you don't know what you like to do and what you want to, you know, and, and intentionally plan those things, life mm. will pass you by and, yep. and it won't be, you won't feel rewarding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are some great, um, great tips, Jason. Um, I, I thank you so much. Um, this is I, I love I love the things that you share. I love the things that you're about. Um, thank you. So I always ask people like where where can people get uh, in touch with you, see more about yeah. you, and um, you know hear more about what uh, you know what growth journey you're on and what growth journey you take your clients on. Well, and you know, I'm on LinkedIn. That's yeah. where we met. And yeah. I couldn't, you know, a little commercial for LinkedIn. I do not yeah. get paid by them by, by <laughs> any means, but as far yeah. as sponsorships, but just yeah. the community and the people that yeah. you can meet. And you talk about finding the resources, no matter what it is that you want to do, I can guarantee mm -hmm. you can find a down to earth, amazing person on LinkedIn no that is doing it. kind of what you're, what you're looking at that is willing to have a conversation with you. Well, and, and going back to what you just said earlier, you got to be intentional about it too. So you, you have to be intentional, intentional you know, and, yes. and, and actually, you know, be a part of, of things and, and really get into like having conversations and, yeah. and you know, being a part of- If you like somebody's groups. post, let yeah. them know about it. Exactly. Resonate with it. Talk about it. And I stood yeah. on the sidelines for a long time oh, looking at me people's too, stuff. Me too, man. Me too. I was like, and I thought I maybe a like lovers. was like my pushing out of my comfort zone. Like, yeah. I, oh, I liked it. They're going <laughs> to yeah. see it. You know, like they yeah. know I'm there. Yeah. And now I look at my posts and I'm like, you know, like I'll see a bunch of likes and I'll reach out to people purposely because I sure. know how I was, you know, yeah. when I would do that. However, you know, that's not happening a lot. Get up, join the conversation. Yeah. Get out there. Engage. I didn't think yeah. I was worthy, yeah. you know, and then you realize, oh, wait, yeah. I am, <laughs> you know, yeah, like this, right. my stuff is actually really good and like oh, yeah. actually helping people. And yeah, but, so I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me at Jason, just Jason Tracy, Jason hyphen Tracy, I think is the official um, my, my website is roar.consulting and, uh, you can find me there. I, I do a podcast as well in yep. kind of the similar pretenses as helping the entrepreneur. Yep. Um, so you can find my, my podcast on LinkedIn or, or YouTube, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, my website, roar.consulting. Love it. Love it. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, I, I hope people reach out to you. Hope, uh, you know, if, you, if you've liked this conversation, um, definitely connect with Jason. He's, he's one of those guys that, um, you know, I, I know that I instantly connected with. We've, we've been part of a group that, um, you know, has been, uh, you know, just helping each other uh, on LinkedIn and being able to, like, just really just I like helping each other. We, we really kind of have masterminded and, and support yeah. each other. And, um, and I guess that that's the other thing too, I think is that, um, when you talk about other people, I, I love coaching and I love masterminding and I love being able to have a, a group of people. I would, I almost said a room of people, but it's like a zoom of people. Maybe it's a zoom of people instead of a room of people, <laughs> a zoom yeah. of people. people. I, I, I just coined a new phrase, a zoom of it. people. I may have to make a LinkedIn post. About You've got to do that. You've got to do it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you think about that zoom of people that you, that you can just like, you, you're like-minded and you want the best for each other. 
and yeah. you share tips or you challenge each other. You ask questions. Have you thought about this? What have you think about? I mean, man, that is so powerful and impactful. And I think that uh, I know it's one of the things that uh, I've seen in terms of of, of people's growth. Uh, I know the ones that I, I run and lead those mm. those people in the those in those groups who've really pressed into that um, have seen tremendous growth. And I think there's just so much benefit for um, for people to to get surrounded by people that really are like minded. Uh, maybe not so much like think like you think because you don't want just sameness but value the same things you value yes. and then are able to challenge and, and spur you on so that you don't just stay stagnant, but you can get in the growth space and you can really keep pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. So, well, and you know, you, they say about leadership is lonely at the top, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I know leading an organization, it would be lonely because I had my other, my leaders that I could confide in, but there's yeah. some things that I'm just I'm just taking in and absorbing and I'm not going to push yeah. that negativity out to everybody else off. It's got yeah. a vanquish with me. Right. Yeah. You know, so it can get lonely there in being an entrepreneur. Wow. It's lonely. Your family doesn't understand you. A lot of cases, your wife doesn't understand you. The, yeah. the guy that I just interviewed on my podcast for this week's episode, he, he had, you know, his wife was like, who are you? And where's, where's the man that I married? And this is, oh, and this is, you know, you need your job. Yeah. You can't go out and start a business. Like what, is, yeah. what are we going to do? And so, when you can get out there and find your tribe of people, find other entrepreneurs, find, mm -hmm. you know, other coaches, find other yep. people that are just continuing that growth mindset. Yeah. They're in that growth space. Like you said, yeah. you know, that you need those people around you or yeah. it's hard enough to get your own, to work up your own confidence, to go make that leap. And when the yeah. people around you are telling you you're going to fail, not because they want you to fail because they love you and they really think that you're going to fail, <laughs> you yeah. know, like they're really legit concerned about you. A lot of times they don't mean ill will. They yeah. don't mean to hate on you, but they are, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, right. it could be soul crushing. Yeah. And so get sure. out there and find those people that are going to be encouraging and show you and find, you know, they're going to give you the hope because they're out there doing it to you. And I know yeah. being a part of this, being a part of this group with you and, and Tisha and yeah. Christy and oh my God, Michael Ray. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. He's oh my amazing. God. That guy oh, inspires yeah. me awesome. and makes me cry and laugh yeah. every single day. I know at the same day. time. It's like you're crying and you're laughing at the same time. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Michael Ray is, you yeah. got to go out and and connect with Michael Ray. Um, he, he is amazing. He's he he runs Smile Project Louisville. He helps people um, smile. He does. He he shares kindness. And man, I think that um, did you see him in the clown outfit the other day. Like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like this is, yeah. this is like you're off the rails uh, smiling. This is like, I know. This is hilarious. Uh, um, but he just got voted. Top 50 most inspirational people on LinkedIn by the people of LinkedIn. I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So super That's cool. But you know, you're around these people and I'm seeing your yeah. posts every day and it's really helped me transform what I'm doing in my sure. thought process. And you, you, you've seen my bio updates. It's been like crazy because it's like, oh my God, I got to, you know, it's like constantly yeah. getting inspired by something. I'm, you know, I'm updating yeah. stuff. And then even yeah. we talk about engaging in posts. Some of my best performing posts have come from something that I realized or a story that I remembered from yeah. your post or from Kimberly, you yeah, know, Kimberly sure. Ambrick, who's another yeah. amazing person. She and is. Elizabeth yeah. Westbrook has inspired me a lot. In, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're, at, we're dropping the golden nuggets of uh, names. So. I know. Yeah. So yeah, all of you listening <laughs> to the podcast, you got to go out and connect with these people because they're they're amazing. And uh, we've had the, the, the pleasure and the privilege of, of getting to know them a little bit. And uh, well, Jason, um, thanks so much for sharing this time with me. I, I really appreciate it and, and uh, appreciate you being able to just kind of share a little bit of your journey and, and really, I think really how to stay in that growth space and, and how to really be able to, 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 you know, push into the next version of yourself. I know it's kind of a trite phrase, but, yeah. but you got to take action. I mean, there's a couple of things that I, I took away from our conversation is that you've got to be able to, to be willing to connect with people, to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and, and really care, but then you got to take action too. And you got to do something because, you know, it's, it's not going to sell itself. You know, things aren't going to sell themselves and, 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 and you're not going to be able to get the results unless you do something. And so, um, and to clarify that. that as we ended, I think it's yeah. key to connect with the right people, the people that are doing yeah. the things that you want to do. Yeah, you know, sure. I talked about me going through my financial mess in my early 20s. The person that I turned to was my mom. My mom, mm. I, my mom means so much to me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. However, she didn't have finances figured out. 
bill collectors were calling our house. So when bill collectors started calling me, that was normal. And so when I went to her for advice, you know, like, or I I watched what she did, I just got more problems. Mm, You know, it took getting around people that were financially stable, Stable. that had great processes and practices to take me under their wing and show me what's possible. Honestly, I didn't get my finances fixed until I started working for a company that was bankrupt. And I watched what the owner did, the Debbie, the managing partner I talked about and what she did and restructuring financially at the bank and knowing you have a company that's millions of dollars in debt and they came out of it, it gave me hope for my personal finances. And so I started picking her brain and figuring out what are you doing in what, you know, implementing financial pieces in my, in my life that changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a great place to, to, to end on. And because I think that, you know, getting around people that have, you know, that are where you want to be, that's, that's where you, uh, you need to be. And that, that really it's puts you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Jason, thank you. Thanks so much uh, for sharing the space with me today. Um, thank you so much for having and, me on, especially on your birthday. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Well, so for everybody listening, I know this has been a little bit a longer episode, but man, this is this has been some really gold. Uh, I feel like I've learned things today and, and I really hope you have as well. So my encouragement to you as always is to stay in the growth space, keep being uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And until next time, be well.